to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have David Kamju on the line, and he's founder over at 1833ineedawebsite.com. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the on the show. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing at 183ineedawebsite.com and how you got your company started. Um, and first off, I mean, great catchy name. I'm excited to get Thank more you. into it. But before we do that, though, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and as an entrepreneur? So uh, it kind of uh, started out, you know, as childhood over in uh, elementary school. We had um, – days where we bring in things to show off to the class. And I actually happened to have a turtle at that stage. I think I was, I don't remember, 9, 10, 11 years old. Um, and I, I figured, you know, you take in the turtle, you show off the turtle, everyone gets excited. But then I figured afterwards, uh, when we had either recess or PE or even after school, I wouldn't be able to sit there and take care of my turtle myself because I wanted to go play basketball. And I knew that lunch was uh, – 65 cents and everyone would get 35 cents back in change because everyone had a dollar. So what I did is I ended up hiring someone to sit there to watch my turtle. To, uh, and people would pay to see the turtle so it would be covered. If you want to see the turtle, you would pay 35 cents because that's how much you had back from lunch money. I would give the guy 15 cents for each time he would take the money uh, for each person that viewed it. I would take 20. I'd still be able to play basketball and I'd make money off it. So I had a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit ever since I was younger, and I always been, you know, I always wanted to start different businesses and see what I could do to grow it. Uh, and it's kind of led me through different things throughout my career, through my, my path. Now everything has been, uh, you know, fully successful because you definitely have to try and see if it works out. But it started at a, at a fairly young age. Oh my gosh, I think that's top two stories for how someone got started. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm thinking <laughs> in my mind, I've done over a thousand interviews and this is the first one where it's like, yeah, I rented out my turtle. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I I go play. The only other one that even comes close to this story is um, uh, somebody that used to package and sell dirt and rocks to kids. I was like, what? You're oh selling dirt and rocks that's to kids a, that you picked up one. at the creek? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yours. Are you kidding me? You were renting out your turtle visitation. So you could, I hate to and say you didn't even, And you didn't even have to watch the turtle. I love I it. Um, it kind of sounds nice. It sounds like I was pimping my turtle. But, uh, you know, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, I love it. Um, so, David, obviously many years um, past your, your turtle days, and now you, you, know, you have your business and, you know, other, other work experiences under your belt. So that being said, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs and, um, you know, a couple of years out of school, or maybe they're just getting out of school, or maybe they didn't go to school and they're just starting directly mm -hmm. into their career. Um, what kind of advice would you give to them on kind of going down that entrepreneurial path? Uh, a few different tips. So one is focus. Uh, it, the issues that I had that I learned from uh, as I've kind of grown into more of a, a, a entrepreneur, true entrepreneur, is uh, people always have ideas, thousands of ideas. I always have ideas and, and I would write them down. And I would just write them down. I wouldn't do anything with it. Then I started figuring out, okay, I have a few ideas. Let me do a few things with them. So I would do two, three, four, five things at a time. And I found that was not effective because you tend to put 10% in one project, 20% in another project. 
and it, it becomes careless and sloppy, and you don't put full attention. Uh, so primary thing is put focus 100% into one thing. Take take the one thing that works well for you that you think may succeed, and put all your effort into it. Um, and that allows you to, to eliminate the distribution of the time and effort that you put into multiple businesses. Um, two is make things happen. So even though you might have a great idea, don't just write it down. Don't just think about it. Do some research. Talk to people. Do some research online. Google it. Um, even if it's a few hundred dollars to invest, try it out. Uh, and don't give up the first or second or third time. You've got to do things a few times until it, it actually works. Um, thinking about myself, even when I started trying to do my own website, I, a while back I was uh, uh, trying to sell bidets from China. So we, we ordered a thousand bidets, five dollars a piece. Uh, didn't know what the market was. Didn't know if it would sell. Um, but went to eBay, went to Amazon. I did. Uh, you know, we'd go to different stores. We'd go to the plumbing stores and try to sell them. It was okay, but I, it, the effort was that I did it. I tried it. I learned a lot, and it doesn't have to apply. What you learn doesn't doesn't mean it's not going to apply to all businesses because it typically does. You learn sales, you learn marketing, you learn more about finance. So definitely make things happen. Uh, and lastly, find people to help you because uh, one of the things I think people tend to forget is other people have probably done what you've done, and the best best way to learn from it is to talk to those people. Even if you can't, talk to people who've been entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who've, talk to people who've started businesses. So it doesn't have to be the same business that you're doing. You're just trying to figure out what did people do, what steps do they take, how do they succeed, and more importantly, why did they fail? Uh, was it because they didn't do marketing? Was it people didn't reach out? Was it specific distribution channels? Um, those are probably the top three recommendations that I'd give any entrepreneur, any young entrepreneur, anybody who wants to start some sort of business. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so great stuff there. And uh, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I do want to get into what you're doing over at 1833ineedawebsite.com. So first, uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about the business, please. Yeah. Um, to be honest, we, we started the business seven years ago. Uh, my sister was working at uh, a dental office, and the uh, the owner wanted a website. She came to me one day and said, hey, listen, we're, we're looking for a website developer. The quotes that we got were six, seven, eight thousand dollars. What do you think? And I said, it doesn't sound right. It can't be that expensive to make a website. So I went out, um, found a bunch of developers, found overseas developers over in India and China. I said, let me make it for you. That, that was my first project. I wasn't even in business at that time, and I found that you can still get high quality development from overseas developers at a much more competitive cost because. Most people here don't know what a website costs. Even now today when I get a uh, a potential client and they give me the different quotes that that they've got from other website developers are quite ridiculous. I had one the other day who was quoted $60,000 by a company who develops websites for Lamborghini for a very basic website. So I think people get scammed and tricked into into paying high amounts for something that can be done at a much more competitive cost. So that was, you know, I started to start uh, the, the, the website company back then. Uh, we've had a few different name changes, uh, but, but as you mentioned, this is the most recent site that we've uh, kind of branched off to, 1833ineedawebsite.com. Essentially, we do any sort of website design. We do uh, brand new websites. We update existing websites. We work with different languages. We do WordPress, Magento, Joomla. We do search engine optimization, phone application. 
uh, essentially, our, my motto is, if I can do it, I will do it. If, I, if it's something that we don't have the skill set to do, we won't do it. Um, in fact, I don't even give a, a price until I know exactly what the requirements are. And then within our contracts, we set milestones so that if a certain individual or business wants something done, they actually see proof and progress before they're making payments. So I do it in a, in a much more fair and equitable way. And in addition to that, uh, we charge a, a fixed price. So normally when you call a company and say, well, what do you charge an hourly? You might say $20, $30, $40, but you don't know how many hours it's going to take to finish the project. So you may end up spending thousands of dollars and still may not complete the website. So you will get, you know, when we, we get clients, they'll get a fixed cost up front. So they'll know exactly how much they're spending, uh, when it's going to be done, what time frame, and then frequent updates. So that's, you know, what we've been practicing for the last six, seven years, and it's worked out really well for us. What do you find are some of the uh, challenges that some of these companies have in getting a website done? Because, you know, just throwing this out there, I think there's a lot of people that are in the situation of what you just now mentioned. So your your friend that had a, um, you know, um, someone that needed a site and they were getting these quotes and all these other things mm-hmm. and they don't really know much about the landscape. I know there's plenty of professionals listening to this right mm-hmm. now that are have still held off on that thing of doing a website or they started out with a very basic website and they know they need to kind of upgrade it or they know mm-hmm. they need some other things that their current you know maybe service that they bought right out of the box isn't doing what do you find are some of the challenges of of these people in kind of upgrading and, and getting that 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 next thing going because um it, we know it's needed that's the thing we know it's needed 100 yes. percent. this isn't a passing fad we know we need to have online presence now um what are some of those challenges you found so many who call, I don't know anything about a website, which is fair. I don't, you know, our expectation is not for that person to know because that's not the business they're in. That's our role to give the guidance and say, here's what you need, here's what you don't need, here's how. So number one is the challenge is they don't know what they're looking for. And what I always use as a point of guidance is show me an example site that you like. It doesn't have to be the same business. Tell me the layout, tell me the colors, look at the functionality. That's the starting point. As we use that as a starting point, then we walk through them and say, you like this feature and that feature. And we, we make it more of into a shopping cart, right? Because what you're doing is building out what you want the site to do. Um, so a lot of the discussions we're having is, what do you want the site to do? How do you want it to look and feel? And that helps initiate the discussions. Um, some of the other challenges are budget. Most people come in and say, I need a website, and they want it for a few hundred dollars. Unfortunately, for a few hundred dollars, you're not going to get a lot of pages because, as you can imagine, to build a site takes a few hours, a few days, depending on the functionality. To even do the design can take a few hours. So some people, I think, have to be realistic about their budget and their expectations. Now, um, we try to work along with our clients' budgets as best as we can, but it's more of a realistic. It's going, for example, if you go to buy a car or buy a house and say, I want to get a Mercedes for $1,000, it's simply not going to happen because the market rates are not $1,000 for uh, a Mercedes. Or if you want a, a house and you want to add windows and doors and a, a nice shower, those things add up just like a, a similar website functionality. So, again, one is, is knowing uh, the website and the requirements. Two is the budget. Uh, and three is just management of the site. You know, people want to run their businesses. They don't have time to go and make the updates. So what we offer is an ability and, and more of a package to, and to help with the maintenance. So maybe on a monthly ba- ma- uh, minimum, they need a few hours of work or they need their website backed up or they have a virus and, and they want it cleaned up. We provide those ongoing supports 
um, in addition to after completing the site. What's the um, so somebody's listening to this and it sounds good and they're like, all right, this this is this sounds like um, something that I need to think about. Um, what's the sweet spot in terms of clients that you like working with? Is it only small businesses? Is it only large businesses, midsize? I mean, what's your sweet spot for what's a good fit for one eight three three? I need a website. Yeah, for our company, we're open to any kind of client. We don't uh, discriminate against the lower budget clients. You know, uh, large corporations. If it's within our wheelhouse and we can do it, uh, we will deliver it. Um, and, and that's really the model that I use. I don't like to take on projects because I think what happens with a lot of individuals and companies today is they'll find someone on Craigslist and, and get a very competitive quote and think, wow, that's amazing. It's so cheap. Let me do it. And then I get a call later after maybe a few months of their project and say, hey, the guy took my money or, hey, the guy – uh, has my username password I can't get in or I've paid him and he disappeared or he doesn't have a, uh, he doesn't have a high quality or he's not responding back to me um, so what we you know for us I we're here in Los Angeles we're local uh, we meet people in, in person we have contracts we have a corporation uh, we have references we've done over 100 projects so we're an established company and, and we, we serve all sorts of clients from small to large that's awesome, David. So uh, if somebody does want more information, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? This is probably one of the easiest ways. As you mentioned, our, our website URL is 1833-INEEDAWebsite.com, or you can toll, toll free as well, 1833-INEEDAWebsite. Um, you know, we basically work almost 24 hours a day. So if you call me probably 10 o'clock at night, I will answer it. Call me 7 o'clock in the morning, I will answer it. So uh, it's you know, feel free to reach out. We always like to talk to our clients for a few minutes to understand what their needs are, and then we always provide same-day proposals. So, you know, we look forward to, to helping our customers expand and grow their businesses and giving them quality work at a very competitive price. Fantastic. Well, hey, David, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about the great work you're doing over at 1833 I Need a Website. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, share this with your friends and family. I mean, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, David, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.